Blog Talk Radio. you didn't hear that quiet please welcome to rex sykes movie beat conversations with filmmakers where we discuss everything film and television here on movie beat you'll learn what to do and what not to do when it comes to making movies and television we will talk to everyone behind the scenes and in front of the camera and i will provide you with the guests and the information you're going to want to have whether you're a filmmaker or a fan. And so now let's move behind the scenes here at Movie Beat. My guest today is Mr. Joe Pepitone. He's a director, a writer, a producer. He's worked in television and in movies, and he's going to be coming up in just a moment. I'll tell you more about him uh, in just a few seconds. But first, let me say I want to thank all my listeners and readers for tuning in and for spreading the word about Movie Beat to your friends and industry connections and for your emails and phone calls, your feedback and support. My name is Rex Sykes. I'm your host. The official web address is rex. S-I-K-E-S dot com. That's my name. All of these interviews are recorded live. Uh, the chat room is open. And then they're archived at RexSykes.com in the interviews blog. So over 400 hours of professional filmmakers uh, literally giving everything away. The secrets, tips, suggest advice about how you can make your movies, your TV, your web series faster, easier, less expensively um, are there for you. So listen live, join us in the chat room, or listen anytime 24-7 to the archived interviews at RexSykes.com. You can also listen on Blog Talk Radio, which you're listening to right now. And uh, they're available as a podcast, Rex Sykes Movie Beat, from iTunes, absolutely free. Download to your favorite electronic device, take it with you wherever you go. Turn your car you know, into a university, is, is what they always say. All right, everybody, please uh, stay tuned. And also, please spread the word. Right now, reach out and and, uh, invite someone else to join us live, tweet, share it on Facebook, Uh, join us in the chat room if you're listening live, ask questions from there, and uh, and let's all have a real good time, because we will. And uh, my guest, Joe Peptone, is a director and a producer. He's a two-time New York Emmy Award-winning writer. He's worked in television for the past 17 years, written four films with his brother Billy, and the first film, Stuck in the Middle, which Joe co-directed, has won uh, three awards at the Down Beach Film Festival in Atlantic City, and he, and including Best Comedy Feature. And the film received a distribution deal from R-Squad Films. Uh, Joe and Bill then sequeled into horror films, writing The Meat Puppet and Grave Digger, both won several awards, and, uh, and then they returned to their comedy roots with uh, The Jersey Devil, which recently finished uh, principal photography shooting on the East Coast, which Joseph directed, and it stars Chris Mulkey. Uh, Chris is a friend, and he's in Captain Phillips and Boardwalk Empire and everything. David Ch- uh, Chokachi from Baywatch, and uh, Jack Mulcahy, uh, Porky's and Brothers McMillan, and others. So uh, let's waste no more time, and let's bring Joe on and say, Hi, Joe. How are you? Hey, Rex. How you doing? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm, very, I'm very good. Thank you for having me on the show, and it's, it's uh, really good to be on. Well, it's really good to have you here. There are a little bit of technical uh, problems going on, but uh, we will be fine, and hopefully everyone else will be as well. So um, let's let's 
start off. You've been in television for a number of years and uh, movies, and you write and direct, and you produce, you work with Brother Billy. Uh, how did you get started? Uh, well, I started in TV oh, years ago. I started at the very bottom in the, in the traffic department, just placing commercials, and the uh, position opened up uh, writing for uh, the promo department, which I knew nothing about, but I knew I liked writing. And uh, that was at the USA Network ooh, 17 years ago or so, and uh, I jumped into that on, on the low level, and uh I've been working my way up uh, for the last few years. I'm a supervising producer now, and uh, uh, like you said, I won a couple of uh, New York Emmys when I worked at the Yes Network. So it's been uh, it's been fun. It's just been a great great career so far. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. And and so you're still involved with television, and because uh, I mean, the last time I met you, we we met up in L.A. and and you were working a show then, and uh, and then you go back to the East Coast and you and you do uh, television there and movies. Yeah, yeah, the, the movies I, I just uh, I always wanted to do, and it's just there was not a lot of time, so I just at one point just decided, hey, let's let's make some time because this is something I want to do, and I would really really be upset if I never did it. So we've uh, we've uh, had some time we've set set aside uh, to make these films, and we've been doing uh, about one to two a year for the last couple of years. Wow, that's really cool. That is very cool. Now you you also write, and uh, when you and I first met through somebody else over a screenplay that you wrote, um, and and uh, that was a number of years ago, as I recall. Um, so what do you what which hat do you like wearing the best? You produce, you work at TV, you uh, you direct, and you write. Do you have a do you have a a, a penchant for one over the other? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a writer. My brother Billy would say the same thing. We're writers first. That's what we like to do. That's what we think we're better at. Um, that's our, that's our first love. The um, producing is fun. It's a lot of work. It's putting stuff together is great. The directing um, I like doing. I don't think it's my strong suit, but when it's something that uh, I'm very close to that I wrote, I definitely like to uh, take the helm on that. But but we're writers. That that's that's our main gig. What is it about the writing that you like and 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 how is it? That, I mean, you you guys work together. You collaborate. Yes. And so how I, is it? Collab- just, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, the the final part of the question was just how is it collaborating together? You know, in in terms of you like you both like to write and you collaborate. That's awesome. And and some people you know prefer writing alone. How how do you how do you do what you do? I guess in other words. Uh, working with with Billy is is great. We have similar. Similar ideas, similar um, similar thoughts and, uh, and uh, interests. So it's uh, very easy to write with him because we're definitely on the on the same page. We uh, we work at different hours, which is good. He'll he'll get up early, write a bunch of stuff. I'll get it at night, and I'll work late into the night. So we have a good system going. We have a great uh, back and forth. Uh, no problems, none at all. If I don't like something, I'll say it. He doesn't like it, and we just bounce it off. But we're definitely um, work really really well together and we definitely uh, know what each other wants so it's it's been a great collaboration that's uh that's that's the fun part of it that's what we like um we like creating stories we like creating these characters and swirls so writing's just uh just a, just a lot of fun for us that's 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 very cool well tell me now right now um you've got one movie that's out you can get it on Amazon and Roku and everything tell us about stuck in the middle Stuck in the Middle was uh, was something I had um, years ago. It was uh, it was a, it's a comedy that um, takes place in purgatory. This slacker is uh, is really a do nothing in life, and he um, he winds up uh, accidentally killing himself, 
and he winds up in purgatory working in the same job he had on uh, on Earth. So uh, he's uh, really just been been stuck uh, doing nothing while he's alive, and he winds up in the same <clears throat> same place when he's dead. So it's a really really fantasy tale. It's really funny. We got a great cast, and um, his basic job in the movie is to stop the real estate mogul from closing down purgatory and making condos for the rich people in heaven. So it's uh, definitely a farce, definitely a little crazy, but we had a lot of fun doing it. It came out really well. We had a great great cast, and um, it was a fun movie. And it, it was a long time coming, and it was just something I said I got to do is some, somehow figure out a way to get it done. And uh, I met the right people, and we, we got it done, and it came out came out great. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So it is available on Amazon. All right. and, and Amazon it, on Blu-ray and uh, has just recently gone on to uh, Roku's 99-cent channel. Um, that was recent, so we're, we're happy about that. And we're looking to uh, get on iTunes and possibly um, some cable networks soon. And so you wrote that movie. Wrote that movie, yes, you, with Billy. And you produced the movie. Produced the movie, put a, put a lot of my own money into it, which um, I don't recommend, but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, a lot of it was mine, and um, I co-directed it with uh, a guy I was working with at the time, an editor, who um, Carlos Duhaime, uh, who was a really talented guy who also shot the film. All right. Well, let's talk about the financing of this. In the self, you, you've, sure. Have you financed, self-financed more than one movie? No, that was the only one. So and hopefully, you, it will be the last. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about self-financing versus working with investors. Sure. Sure. The the the, the reason um, uh, stuck was self finance. I had the script, and I really had no idea how to get it out there. I, I figured I wrote the script, someone would buy it, and they'd get a bunch of stars and make this film. And, and I really had no idea how that process worked. So I had the script, and I was talking to Carlos, who was an editor of mine. And I said, "Really, man, I got the script." And he was like, "I got all this equipment. I really would want to shoot something." So he said, "You know what? Let's do it. How much could this cost?" That was our first mistake. <laughs> so me and him were going to go in. We're going to go into it. Um, put our money in, and, and we budgeted. We put a budget. That's where we went. We had no idea basically what we were doing. We just said, let's do this. Let's put it together. And we started shooting, and the first week, we basically blew our budget. So wow. that was, um, yeah, we, we, we really had no, like, just the food alone was was something I didn't plan out for. Just, like, pay, you got to feed people, and, and that runs up. So we, we really went into it kind of blind. But we were halfway through at that point, so we just said, let's go. And I, I decided to just keep throwing more money into it to get it done because I really believed in it. And um, and eventually we got it done. It wasn't it didn't kill me financially, but um, uh, it, it's definitely tough to do when, when you go in there and you, you definitely go in with a plan because we, we didn't have it. We really were very green at going and making a movie. So that uh, some, of the, some of the things I look back on, I said could have saved on and, and would do things differently, but... Um, but it worked out, so I got no complaints. So, well, can me, I want to pursue that. What kind of things could you have saved on, and and if you were to do it differently, which you were doing differently now with investors, what what are those things, you know, besides I'm not going to put my own money in it anymore. Yeah, well, it, it's it's a whole different world with with the Jersey Devil. Was we had a lot of investors and we had a lot of great producers who brought some sponsors on and saved on a thing. But like I said, the the food was a cost I didn't realize. Halfway through, we, um, I brought in a friend of mine, who um, Carolyn Kish, who works for the Yes Network, the Yankee Network here, who does budgets, and she came in and said, you've got to cut this down. So we wound up 
my mother would cook one day lunch for people. We'd get cold cuts. We definitely cut that down. We cut down on locations. We just instead of just paying for locations, we we just begged people for places and got friends to help out. And uh, it was that was that was the thing. Just going in saying, okay, this is I'm going to put six thousand into this movie. Well, well, you're not because there's there's all these fees. Insurance is a lot. We use SAG actors and they get um, they get a minimum uh, pay. So it was a lot of stuff that we didn't realize that we definitely didn't do this time for the Jersey Devil. We learned from our mistakes and. Uh, it was a much easier shoot when, when you're not uh, counting dollars. Cool. So can I ask, how, yeah, without giving any, anybody you know, away, your sources, but how did you raise the money on this, this other movie, The Jersey Devil? Jersey Devil was, was amazing. It was just like we kept picking people up as we went along. Um, one of my producers on the first movie, Jeff Quinlan, uh, he brought in a couple of producers and investors, and they happened to know a couple of people who brought in more investors, but more importantly got us uh, a ton of locations for nothing. In, um, we shot it in Jersey City, and they, um, they're from Jersey City. They're great producers, Michael, Michael Billy, and Jarl are the guys. They, they said, we, got, we want to shoot in Jersey City. We'll set you up with these amazing locations. That saved us a ton. Plus, they brought in more investors. And I had friends from grammar school come out and say, hey, we want to be a part of this. We saw the first movie. We loved it. How do we get involved? They threw money in. So it was just like we just kept picking people up along the way, people who saw the first movie who really wanted to get involved, and just, um, just people who knew people. And it was, it was a, everybody jumped on board, and it was really, really exciting, and it helped out a lot, and we got, we got what we needed. Did you do any crowdfunding? Uh, no, we didn't. We tried, um, we've, me and Billy have tried um, that on other projects, and we're really just not good at it. I, I'm not... I'm not a fan of that. I hate going out and saying, oh, I need money for my, for my own personal needs here, my passion project. So we really don't uh, go out aggressively when we try, so we've backed off on, on that. We'll, um, if we do crowdfunding, we'll have um, people who know what they're doing uh, run it for us next time. But in, but in this case, you, you brought on uh, some producers or executive producers who, who knew where or how to get funds, and was this an SEC route or uh, – I mean, how did I mean, or simply private funding? All, all private. It was all people who uh, who happened to be friends of theirs or business partners who said, "Yeah, we'll we'll throw we'll throw some money in, and uh, we want to be a part of a movie. We want we want to be called producers and executive producers, and we want to just be be a part of this." So it was all mostly through acquaintances between either them uh, or my friends and stuff like that. So it was. Uh, it was great. We just we just pitched the people. Said we got this great project. We've done a great project already. Um, be a part of this, and uh, everybody has uh, jumped on board, and they, they loved it too. We gave gave some people some roles in the movie, and it worked out for everyone. How did you? Let me ask this. How did you? Um, when they found out about it, did they want to read the script? Did you just tell them about it? I mean, how much information did these did these people get? Because I know some people go, you know. I'm going to give everybody my script and, and let them read it, and other people don't let anyone read their script. You know, I mean, how did, how did this work for you? It was, it was a mix. Uh, like some of my friends who had seen the first movie were like, yeah, we just want to get involved. Some of them looked at the script. Some of them were just like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just be a part of it. Others had um, wanted to see the script. Some people turned us down. Uh, the content of it, it takes place um, uh, in hell, comes to New Jersey, so there is some religious stuff, so some people backed off on that. But um, it was about half and half. Some wanted to read the script. Some who saw it were excited, said this is great. 
and some were just like, hey, we saw the first one, we believe in you, um, well, I don't even need to see the script. So it was uh, like half and half, I would say, about uh, reading it or not. And Michael and um, Jarl definitely pitched their group and said, uh, we're, um, uh, we got this great idea, and, we're, and, and they got some good people who believe in them, and they're, they're great producers. So uh, it, all, uh, it all worked out. I mean, everybody, everybody uh, jumped on board. Cool. So you've learned not to do it the way you did in the first movie, and you've got this second movie. So for the future, anything that you would, or if you were to advise anybody, would, if there, you have a plan for your next film as, as to how you're going to about uh, raising money? We've, uh, we're on a plan now. We definitely have a plan. The first one was uh, you do it, get it out there, make some noise, which we did. And my goal for this, for the Jersey Devil, was not to make the same mistakes I made in the first one, which I think, for the most part, I did, uh, as far as budgeting and a bunch of things. And the third one, I think we've we've made some great relationships. Um, that the next one, which is planning to be a bigger budget film, we have people who didn't invest who are going to look at this one and say, "Oh, this came out good. Now, now I want on board." Plus, the people who did invest might want to put in more and definitely be a part of something bigger. So our goal is to. Every movie should be a little bit bigger and, and, and get rid of some of the mistakes. So that, that's our plan going forward, especially with the next one. Well, that's very cool. Now, this, the, were both movies SAG movies? Uh, yes. So, so <laughs> right out of the gate, you had a commit, commitment to the Screen Actors Guild on the first movie, um, which I love the Screen Actors Guild uh, as an actor on films, you know, I mean, because their job is to look out for you. I mean, they don't secure employment or anything like that. But as a producer working with Screen Actors Guild or a director, you've you got a lot of things that you have to pay attention to that, that uh, you know, most people don't even know what they would begin to face. Um, how did it go? I mean, you, you, you know, you cut your teeth in the first movie. Now the second movie. Um, uh, how was it different for you in knowing, you know, what you had to do and how you're going to have to do it? The SAG is one thing. That's what I put on my list of not to make the same mistakes. The, the next movie, I will have someone with a background on dealing with SAG take care of it because it is a lot of work, especially for an ultra-low-budget film. Um, it's it's a lot, a lot of work to – a lot of paperwork, a lot of um, – keeping things in order, making sure everybody gets what they are entitled to getting. It's definitely a lot for one person to handle, and someone who hasn't dealt with, with SAG a lot, uh, you miss some things. So um, it's definitely something in the future I would like a line producer or someone who knows the inside and outs of SAG that can just handle that, because it is definitely a lot of, a lot of work and something you've got to keep in the back of mind, even when you're shooting, that these, uh, these guys have rules and stuff that, that you've got to accommodate. And um, SAG is definitely tough. But I mean, you're getting you're getting great actors, and um, actually, the people I've uh, worked with with SAG um, on the um, dealing with the paperwork have been great. I told them from the beginning, I'm going to make some mistakes. Please walk me through it, and uh, they've been great uh, to help me out. But it's it's a uh, it's a lot of work, and I don't recommend uh, going into that blindly. It is. It, I think it's imperative. I mean, if somebody can get a camera from you know, uh, an electronic store and they can get editing software and they go out and they can make a movie and, and you know, use their neighborhood talent and stuff like that. But once you start dealing with, you know, the Screen Actors Guild, you know, it's a, it's a, it's another uh, set of decisions that you have to make and, 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 and rules and restrictions that you have to hear, adhere to. Um, you, can, you can kind of hobble, cobble together a crew for the first 
you know, one. But the second one, I mean, you know, like in in the director directorial department alone, I, the second AD, you know, technically deals with a lot of the paperwork and uh, and handles that. And the third AD is going to be, you know, shuttling talent back and forth while the first AD is running the set. And, I mean, so, you know, it really, this is why there's a team, you know, because the amount of stuff that, that you now have to pay attention to uh, increases. So, you know, having your line producer, unit manager know, you know, the paperwork and having the directorial team able, you know, to work with that talent. Um, but you, but, but, but having said that, how, how did this second movie go with, with, with everything and, and not making this mix? How did you find it in a fairly easy process or? It was, uh, it went much better just, just for the, because of the crew alone. The first movie we basically had three people <laughs> with oh, the crew, so <laughs> oh, it was it was insane. It was insane. One one day the the the, the boom guy didn't, didn't show up, so we were down to two, and everybody was jumping in. So that's I don't re- recommend making a movie that way. Um, but this one, uh, again, the producers brought in an incredible crew, and uh, I sat back and, and watched them like this. This is how you make a movie. You you have the AD, you have script supervisors, you have incredibly talented people just uh just helping you out and it, and it was so much smoother we 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 flew through a bunch of pages a day just just because we had a great team who was on their game um and it just uh, oh what a difference to directing a movie where there are people there to help you instead of you running around doing eight jobs uh and and forgetting about hey you also have to direct this this film and and do it right and your your head's in 20 different places so it was the, the crew I had, I couldn't ask for a better crew. I'm definitely um, looking forward to working with them again. But that that that's the difference between that first movie and this movie is, is the people we we had and the amount of people we had. Well, that's that's very cool. That's very encouraging. Two in two ways. One is you made your first movie, you self financed it, you put it together, you cut your teeth, you learned an awful lot, and you had a tiny tiny crew. But you got it out, and you do have a deal with Amazon and Roku, and you know it's uh, it's out there. And that's great news that's exciting and now you've done your second feature and you know you 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 got together you know a, a bigger crew and you know again professional talent and 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 you know you're working it so i mean it, it, at both points or at both levels of, of filmmaking you know you're doing it you're making it happen and that's exciting i'm going to interrupt myself just right now to ask you a question from a guy named Charles from the uh, chat room who asks, um, is it true you were once obsessed with the superhero, The Flash? <laughs> uh, I know where that comes from. <laughs> uh, that was um, I thought you way might. back in, a, in another lifetime. I, was, um, I did stand-up comedy, um, and one of my jokes was about how useless uh, Flash was and that he just could run quick. I wouldn't say obsessed, Charles, but uh, but it was definitely a part of the routine, and um, uh, he must have saw uh, my um, act, let's call it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> obsessed is a strong word. <laughs> wow. Well, let's uh, let's continue here. Um, so, uh, so in in the second movie and working with with the screen actors, what, what are some of the some of the things that you that you discovered, uh, probably from the first one in terms of scheduling the actors or getting them on and off the set or wrapping them in time and, and things like that. That was uh yeah that that we we have to get better on the next one too. We we got a little bit better on this one, but there was a lot of um, it was a lot of pages we were shooting a day, so we'd um we'd scatter the actors call times, but still there was a lot of um. 
a lot of them sitting around waiting uh, longer than I hope, and, and long we had a bunch of long days. But um, that's something, again, I, I made the schedule, so I would hope in the, for the next one we'll have somebody who um, who can better prepare for for it than that, because that's important. You don't want um, you want these guys having a 10 o'clock call time and don't shoot until 2, 3 o'clock, and they sit around all day, and it's frustrating, It's a, and, I, and I feel for them. And we try to rush through it, but you don't obviously want to, want to just get things done just to get them done. So I definitely feel um, that's something we can improve on. That's something that's very important to make your actors happy. And then when they're, they're there, they're ready to go. So um, that, that's, that's, that's an art, figuring out the schedule and figuring out how long you're going to be working on a scene and setting up. So um, it's something we can improve on on, uh, on the next one. Well, very, very cool. Um, Let's uh, let's talk about Chris because Chris is a, a, a friend. He, he's going to be on uh, my show as well. He's uh, a, a, a super guy. He's, he, Chris Mulkey has been in everything from Twin Peaks to Captain Phillips and the Jersey Devil and and many other. He's on television all the time. He's a very busy actor and, and an incredibly good guy. How did you end up have, 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 um, casting Chris? Chris, as you said, is an incredible guy. What what a what a incredible talent, first of all. Just just a nice guy. Um he is a friend of our producer Jeff Quinlan and um Jeff was said we can I didn't think we we'd have a chance of getting him for this, but Jeff said, Yeah, he's he's on board, he lo- he loved the script, he wants to come out uh and have a have a day part in it. And he's just coming off Captain Phillips, so I was like, This is this is great, getting getting Chris. So um yeah, it was through through Jeff that we were able to get him. He came in he was great to the crew. Uh, he was amazing in his scene. His scene's going to be terrific. It's really funny. He plays God in the movie, and uh, it's it's a it's a, it's one scene, and it's going to be it's going to be great because he's he's terrific. And afterwards, I mean, he hung out. He was in uh, he flew out to Jersey City, and he hung out four days. And he hung out with the crew. He came by the set uh, the on the set the day he wasn't working, and just everybody loved him. Uh, terrific guy and uh, amazing actor. So we're we're pretty lucky to. Um, to attach his name to this film, Chris is oh, a great guy. That, you know, Chris is a great guy. That's, that is very cool. Now, you know, many of my listeners know that I, I go back and forth between L.A. And, and Milwaukee, and I'm raising children in the Milwaukee area, and so I, I go back and forth. And fl- Chris flew in to do a movie in uh, August, and he I was here for about two weeks, and then I went back to L.A. And, uh, and well, he finished the movie here for another couple of weeks, and, and he and Sean Astin and, and some people. And... Uh, he arrived in town and called me up and said, okay, I'm here. And by the time he and I got together, I think the next day, he knew more about Milwaukee than I have since I've been here. <laughs> he, That's it. He, he was out exploring and doing, doing things. I mean, he would say, let's go to this place. And i go, where is that? And he'd say, oh, I know, I'll take you. I mean, that was like, it was amazing. It was great. They took him out because he's in a Boardwalk Empire, and I yep. believe he plays the uh, mayor of uh, Jersey City, or um, uh, yeah, of, of Jersey City actually. So we we shot in City Hall in Jersey City, and he went by one day. They took him there, and he walked around. And he found the he found the portrait, I believe, of the actor he plays, of the the mayor he played, and uh-huh. he just had a great. He took pictures there. I mean, they gave him a tour, and he he would stop talking to people on the street. He was just incredible. He had a great time, I think, and everybody had a great time with him. So he's re- really fun, a great guy. Well, that's cool. Let's talk a bit. Now, that's Chris, I know. Some of the other cast members are? Uh, for Jersey Devil? Yeah. 
we have Jack Mulcahy, who uh, was in Brothers McMullen. Is, uh, he was also in my first movie, Stuck in the Middle. Great actor. Um, he's terrific in both both of my films, and he's been uh, he's been in, a, in a hundreds of films. He's a very known known actor. And we got uh, David Chokichi from um, Baywatch, who was uh, another great guy. He came in for a day, and just a terrific guy. I, I had lunch with him beforehand. He was just just a cool guy, excited. Everybody loved the script, which was really good to hear. Um, and I got some uh, of my stuck in the middle um, guys like Keith Collins, who I've worked with on four films now. He's a terrific actor. He's the lead in Jersey Devil. Penelope Lagos, one of my favorite actresses to work with. Stephen Fontana. We were just the uh, great people that I was able to, who I worked with on the first film, who I said I wrote parts to, basically for from this film because I just love working with them. They're so talented and. And I just, it's much easier to write for um, knowing the voice that's going to say it. And uh, all those guys were uh, terrific in it. So let's discuss uh, casting for a little bit. I mean, you said you, uh, mm-hmm. obviously you wrote parts for some of the people. But what was the casting process like for you? Uh, your producer brought Chris in and you got some of these other people. So can you walk us through uh, casting? It was of kind of, film? yeah, it was, it was kind of the first movie was kind of, um, uh, casting call for this movie. We, um, I, uh, I do auditioned a bunch of people for Stuck in the Middle, like um, Penelope Lago, Stephen Fontana, and then uh, again Jeff Quinlan, the producer, brought in uh, Jack Mulcahy, brought in Keith Collins, uh, brought in um, uh, a few people uh, for that film, and, and it was just like, well, these, I'm writing this film. I know this guy's voice. I know Jack's voice. He's going to be this part. Stephen's going to be this part. So we, we basically took a lot of. Um, the people we knew from Stuck uh, gave them parts, and then uh, a bunch of other people jumped on board. Again, from from the producers we knew, we got we got Chris Mulkey, we got um, uh, Rosie Gunther, who came in, who was a friend of uh, a couple of our producers, and we didn't audition too many uh, for this one, just because we had we had a cast that we liked, and everybody brought their people in that they were um, comfortable with, and it, it it all worked out. So this this time we didn't audition. Um, because because we auditioned the first time and we and we got people we liked, with people we trusted, we knew they'd be there, we knew they'd be on time, and we knew they'd be great. So this film was a lot of uh, just working with people we knew, being comfortable with, and uh, and we're building a nice little little group, a nice little team that that keeps getting added to as we move on with each film. Well, I got to say that 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 what you've said, you know, is is an incredible point for our listeners. And that is that, and it frequently happens. People wonder why they can't get in and break in into Hollywood is because people do find talent and like to work with it, and like to work with it repeatedly. It doesn't mean you can't get in or that you won't use new talent. But but the idea being is is it makes your job as a producer, director, even as a writer in some ways, so much easier when you've got a stable of really qualified people who are professional and they're nice and you like being with them and they deliver not only in the job but 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 they hang out, you know, and they and they support the project. Um, it's it's hard if every time you have to reinvent the wheel, you start over. And so people it, it, tend to work with the same people over again, over again. Go ahead. Exactly. We 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 had one one or two days of auditioning this time, and I'm like, you know, what? I, I have I have these guys already that we've worked with. Why why am I going out and and seeing a bunch of people, and so these guys aren't working and having to. It, it just was going to be. I knew it was going to be so much easier job as a director to have these people that know my style and I know their style, and and they all got along. They all became friends after after stuck in the middle. So I'm like, this will be a good set 
to begin with, and I know I'm going to get get great work. So it's it's as a director, I wanted this one to be as comfortable and easier for me as possible. And, and working with um, uh, my same guys is uh, it helped definitely helped. Awesome. So what happens um, for you as a, a writer director watching your writing come alive? I mean, this is now a second project. That, that's um, that's why I say we're writers. That's my favorite part. Writing these words, I mean, you start basically by yourself in your basement, creating this world, creating these lines. Um, Billy, the same way, is writing in his basement and sending it back and forth. And you, you have this vision in your head about what, how this scene is going to play out, what it's going to look like, but actually seeing it and seeing it being done by really talented people, that's great. You just sit there and like, wow, I wrote that line. It sounds so much better when these guys are doing it. Like, wow, it makes makes me look really good. So um, that that is my favorite part, just saying, yeah, I wrote that. I wrote the, you, you enjoyed this film, you enjoyed those lines. That's something that we came we came up with um, way back months before we started shooting in the, the 2 o'clock in the morning in the basement, writing this stuff, and here it is on a, on a screen with um, great people doing it. So that that is my favorite. I, get, I will never stop getting a kick out of, uh, out of that. Do you ever find yourself um, going, wait, 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 no, 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 I, it's not, you know, how I visualize it, you know, I, this is how I visualize it. I mean, do you, what happens when you have those, I mean, I've, I've worked with directors who you come in and you do a table read, and the moment you start reading, they go, no, 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 uh, no, read it this way. And they give you this, like, wine reading, and they, and they tell you how, the, you know, like, as if you're a puppet or a robot, you just have to say it the way they want you to say it, um, versus allowing the actor, the, you know, the person to bring their interpretation to it. Do you ever encounter those moments I'm, when... Yeah, oh, d- definitely. I, I'm... Um... I like to say, like when I was telling you that, I'm, I don't think I'm a great director. I, I find myself more of a protector. So when I when I write something that I'm really close to, that's why I like to direct it, so I can it can definitely be what I wanted. I mean, I've written two movies that I didn't direct, and I saw it kind of get away from what we we account what we wanted. So definitely, I do like to keep to the lines, just because I know why these guys are saying it. I know where it's going to lead to. But if somebody comes up, especially in the comedies, if they say something that's funnier, I'm I'm all for that. Like um, Stephen Fontana is uh, very good at ad libbing or coming up with different lines. He was the star of Stuck in the Middle, and and for this movie, I said, "Yeah, Stephen, here's what your character is. Here's some line. Hit these points. But if you got something you want to go crazy with, go crazy." And, and it worked out really good in this one because his character was able to do that. So I definitely definitely am protective. Definitely want to get it as close to what I've written as possible. But there is, uh, I think I'm, uh, I'm a lenient a little bit and, and letting people uh, explore, explore. Because, I mean, they, they know the character, too. They know what they want to say and, and what things was better. So we, we work it out. But I'm definitely, definitely uh, like to uh, protect my stuff. <laughs> so you directed your first movie with Carlos, correct? I mean, you're, yes. you, you co-directed. And now you've directed the second feature solo? Yes. Okay. Can you describe the difference between that process? In other words, pros and cons of each. Uh, I don't recommend the co-directing thing. I mean, Carlos is uh, great. We're still friends. Um, He's a terrifically talented guy. But having two directors, especially on my end, was tough because you don't want to step on what he's thinking. You don't want to clash. 
if he's got an idea, you want him to be able to speak, but you still want to get your stuff, especially when, when you wrote it. So uh, if you um, uh, directing by yourself, I think is is the way to go. You have you have your control. You don't have to. Um, you make the final decision when it's done by committee. It's uh, gets a little tough, and egos get in, get in the way. But me and Carlos look great together, and, and the finished product shows that. But we. Um, it's definitely hard to do. There's some things I look at now, like oh, I would have did it this way, and I'm sure he feels the same way. So, co-directing is a uh, I don't recommend unless you guys are on the same page 100% because it's uh, it gets tough on set sometimes. Well, I've always been a huge proponent, and so many people I, I talk to, you know, is it, is it's very difficult to get everyone on the same page and make sure that everyone's making the same movie from you know writer, producer, director and actors, and not to mention crew and everyone else, that they're all, they all know what they're doing and what movie they're, they're making. And it, 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 I think it takes two very kind of special people to be able to work well together and co-direct, you know, maybe the Coen brothers or something, you know. But um, because of, of the kinds of things that you've just said, and, and it's not just on production. I mean, maybe it may start in pre-production, or it may be around the script, or it could be production. Or, but then you go into post, and you both have maybe different ideas of how scenes should play, or what scenes are important, or scene order, and that and that whole process of having to negotiate that out. Um, I, I think it could be very useful. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think you know having that, but I just think it's one of those added pressures that uh, most people could probably do without. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, and then all the things you said, we did. We, we worked, like I said, we worked well together, but there were those points where uh, this is what I think. Well, you know what? I wrote the film. This is what, the way I think. This is what exactly what I was thinking. Why are we going this way? So it, it, it's definitely tough, and especially creative people. It, it's subjective, and everybody's got uh, uh, is, got strong opinions. Um, and it's it's who's right, who's wrong. You, you really don't have an answer there. So it's it's. It's uh, a hard thing to do, and, and you better you better know um, you know your partner and be real close with them because it's uh, it, it could get ugly at some point. Right, right. <laughs> I bet it could. Well, you know what, Joe? We're about at that point where it it uh, is break time. So I'm going to take a short break right now and uh, and let the listeners know certain things, and then um, you and I will be right back. Okay. Terrific. All right, awesome. Uh, you're listening to Mr. Joe Peptone. He has a, a movie, The Jersey Devil, on Facebook. You're going to want to go to Facebook if you're a member there and uh, and look up the Jersey Devil movie on Facebook. Uh, did I get that right, Joe? Uh, yes, it's a um, Jersey Devil movie page. Jersey Devil movie page. All right. And, then, and also, you can visit his website at diamondjesusproductions.com. That's Diamond. JesusProductions.com, and so you're going to want to both uh, go to both uh, pages and uh, and check that out. All right, so Mr. Joe Pepitone, he'll be back with us in just a moment. You're listening to Rex Sykes Movie Beat. The official URL is r e x s i k e s dot com. My name, where all of these interviews are stored, at the uh, interviews blog. You go to RexSykes.com, hit the interviews blog, and you get an archive page, a faceplate of interviews. And you go down to the bottom, it says archives, and you scroll through and you click on those. And every single interview, over 400 hours of professional filmmakers sharing their expertise with you is available right there from RexSykes.com. It's also available from Blog Talk Radio at blogtalkradio.com, as well as as podcasts from the iTunes store. 
So please go ahead and get that. If you're listening live or if you're in the chat room or if you're listening to this anytime 24-7, please do leave comments at the comment window there at Blog Talk Radio. It's beneath the chat room window. If, there's no, if you're not in the chat room, then it's right there underneath the player. But don't go away. Don't listen and not comment. Listen and comment. And one of the reasons for that is it increases the, the visibility of the show, Rex X Movie Beat, our web presence. But it makes it so that other people can find the show more easy. And when you share your thoughts, your comments, you're really helping my guests and you're helping me continue to bring these shows and this information to you. So please leave a comment. Uh, you can Facebook, you can tweet, you can live tweet, you can tweet while we're doing the show right now and let people know that you're listening or afterwards or anytime. But please do that. It helps us. And always, as always, we appreciate it when you uh, take a moment and you send us your thoughts by email or by phone or when you see me in person, people have come up and said things. I really do appreciate it. And I really thank you for listening and for tuning in and for being really you know, a, a valuable part of my everyday experience. And I, and I thank you so much. So with that, my next guest coming up will be Mr. Art Hindle. He's an actor. He's been around for many years. I love Art's work, and uh, you'll recognize him. If you don't know the name, you will certainly recognize him uh, when you see him. And uh, he's coming up on the very next show. Most of these shows are going to be on Thursdays from now on, um, but there are occasions when my schedule precludes me from having it on Thursday. It may be that the very next show is next week is a Wednesday instead of a Thursday. But otherwise, um, every Thursday, same time, same place, Rex Sykes Movie Beat. So uh, join us in the chat room and come back again and again and, and tell others uh, about it as well. All right. Um, we're back with Mr. Joe Puptone. Puptone. Um, so, Joe, um the difference between working in television and working feature films for you is is what? Having been in uh, television I like, for years. Yeah, I, I like the, um, especially when directing, I like the um, control I have in, in film, especially if it's, um, if it's mine, if I wrote the script. Uh, I like having that whole, creating that whole thing. I, I wrote the script and now I'm directing it and this final product is going to be basically... Uh, my vision. Uh, the way I work in television now, I work for a lot of different people, and there's a lot of other ideas that I'm out to uh, execute for them. So I definitely like the um, ability to have that kind of freedom to to do my own thing, the things things I like, things I want to do. So that that's been the difference between what I do for TV and 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 films. It's it's basically more my ideas for film and television. I'm uh, I'm doing someone else's bidding. There's also a difference in scheduling and, and many things that happen. I mean, TV tends to be a, a whole lot faster in most cases. Yes, definitely. Yes, definitely. Definitely. There's a, quick, uh, a lot of quick turnaround time. You don't have um, six months to edit and put things together. It's definitely a, a quicker pace than the, than the films. Now, I know there's, there's something you can't talk too much about, but you've written a couple of, of uh, upcoming uh, series episodes. What's is the difference now? Is this a series for someone else? Yeah, this is someone else's idea that I got hired to to write a couple episodes and be on their writing team, which is uh, mm-hmm. has been fun. It's definitely um, someone else's vision is is uh, is something new for me to to write to, which uh, has been a challenge, and uh, I definitely like it. It's uh, definitely something uh, I'm enjoying uh, working with these guys. So uh, let's. Let's talk about that. What is it like being on a writing team? Uh, I mean, you're used to it a little bit from writing with Billy, but 
but what is it like being on somebody else's writing team as a gun for hire? Can you talk about the uh, upside and downside, you know, of, of both, if there are some? Yeah, de- definitely. It's it's um, the the crew they put together. Um, the show is uh, going to be called The Beauty of Decay. Uh, they start shooting in June. Um, but uh, they have a, a bunch of writers that they've grabbed from a bunch of different areas. So we haven't really sat down and, and wrote together. So that, that's, been a, that's been a plus and a, and a con, I think, because we're, I'm, I'm in my own world. I'm writing this thing, and I'm sending it to them and not knowing what the other guys are writing too. But, um, again, I'm writing alone, which is, is good, so I can don't have to answer to anyone when I'm doing this. But now, am I on the right page? Am I doing the same thing that these guys are doing? Do I have the right feel? So it's been a little difficult, especially not being in the working together in a room with them. But uh, they're all great writers, and um, I'm really happy to, that they picked me to be part of this because they got a, they're putting a great team together for this. But uh, it's been it's been a challenge because it's it's something new to me, and um, it's just if, if if I want to be a writer, there's going to be it's not always going to be my ideas. So this is a good learning experience and a good challenge, and I'm with with great people. So it's uh, any anything I could write, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying. Are you are you writing a standalone episode then? Is that is that how that's working? Yes, I'm writing a. Uh, I wrote four so far for them standalone episodes, mm-hmm. and uh, I may take a shot at uh, some uh, rewriting uh, part of the pilot. So uh, that means they like what I've written so far. So it's uh, it's working out well. They keep coming back to me, so I'm happy about that. Did they give you any kind of? Um roadmap or trajectory uh, or or criterion for the episodes that criteria for the episodes um so that you know how things progress from episode to episode or you, did you write four as a block or are they are they, are they one six nine and ten i mean how do you know do you know the placement or how are they how are they mapping this out with having so many different writers i was i was told to write in in order so they gave me the pilot and said, uh, here's the pilot, jump off from, from here. And so I wrote um, what I think is going to be episodes like two to five, but that uh-huh. can all change, obviously. They can do it. But I, I tried to keep a timeline right off the pilot. Like, this is, this is what happened to pilot. Now the story continues uh, in, in order. Uh, and they can do um, whatever they want, I guess, with it and see with the other writers and, and place these shows uh, anywhere in the, in the order. Did they leave it up to you to create what two through five will be, or did they say we want shows around this area? They kind of said where it was leading, but they said how you get there is uh, is totally up to you. Here's the pilot. This now you know the characters. We want to eventually wind up here, but how you get there is um, is your thing. So I'm, um, uh, that's been good. It's been been a lot of freedom, uh, freedom within within some boundaries. So it's. Uh, uh, they definitely mapped it out, and then, but gave me the freedom to do what I wanted, uh, where I thought these guys should go. Now you're writing this by yourself. This one I am. Yes, this one uh, Billy is not involved in. So how does it differ for you as a writer to write for yourself? Now, and the reason I, I ask is because um, as a younger person, I used to write a lot, and I, I haven't, in, not nearly at all by comparison. And when I was a young person, writing with a writing partner was gold for me. I loved that. Writing alone was very difficult. And and to this day, writing alone is much more challenging for me. Um, so how does, that, how does it work for you 
Because uh, some people love to write a lot. I mean, some people have no problem. They can sit down and they churn out page after page. But, but uh, how does it work for you between uh, collaborating with Billy or writing solo? This is definitely tougher because uh, with Billy, I know I have a I have a crutch. I could say I don't know where to go here. Where do I go? And he'll I know he'll take it and and do what he wants. So it's 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 definitely been tough. I mean, a lot of the um, stuck in the middle in Jersey Devil, I kind of wrote by myself and handed over to him, and then he took it from there. But I don't have that luxury on this this time because I know when he gets a script, he will uh, he will pump it up and he will say this this what about this and that. I don't have that on a on this one, and it's it's definitely it's like I said, it's a challenge because it's new to me, but uh, I like it, and um, and I think it's coming out good. But uh, working with Billy is uh, is a, I, I have a lot more confidence because knowing if I, I can't get something right, he'll get it right. So um, it's uh, I prefer I prefer working with him. Are you a writer who writes every day? I mean, do you have a disciplined uh, regime or regiment that you follow? No, I'm ba- I'm bad like that. Once if I'm done with the script, I don't want to I don't want to write another thing for for months. And um, lately, it's been I've been having a lot of a lot of jobs and a lot of stuff to write. So I've been writing con- uh, consistently for the last few months. But I like like I want to put it aside and like I need a break from this. So I'm, I'm definitely not like yeah I got four hours of writing today. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. It takes a, a a lot for me to get back in front of the computer and say oh I got to do this again today. So it gets it gets tough, especially when I have a lot of different projects, which is the state I'm in right now. It's uh, it's a little difficult to just keep all the all the balls in the air and 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 get that energy to say, oh man, now I got to write. Just came home from my other job, and I got four four hours of writing ahead. So that, that's tough to get in front of the computer is is a lot for me. But once I do, then then I enjoy it. I remember why. Oh yeah, I do love doing this, and and I go, I'll go for a few hours like that. I have a, a number of books I'm writing right now. They've been, you know, on my plate for years, really. And some of them, some of them are newer. And it's gotten to the point where if I write on any one of them on a day, I go, "This has been a good day." Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> I wrote for I've uh, had you know, four like hours. <laughs> yeah, I wrote, managed four hours today, or I managed twenty minutes another day, or something like that. But you know, it's like I, I definitely don't visit all of them. You know. <laughs> And uh, so I, 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 it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to sit down there and and, do, and have that discipline to write. But I know what you I know what you're saying. Now I love I love to direct. I think directing is fun. I have I I'm thrilled when I direct. And writing for me is a huge chore and a huge challenge. And it, and it wasn't at one time, but it became that. So I, I got to change that in my head. But but uh, the. Uh, the reason I say that is, is you're like I love writing and directing is kind of second to that. But but you know you're doing it, you're getting and you and it sounds like you're enjoying it more. Um, where do you, what about directing? What do, what do you like to to really focus on when you're directing? Is it working with the actors or setting the shots or seeing the story come together or the post production process or or what what about directing um, have you discovered that you um, one enjoy and two. What kind of lessons have you learned in in in, in moving behind the camera in that way? What well, what I did for for Jersey Devil, I, I um, talked to uh, my DP Corey Green, and I said, "Listen, setting up the shots, the look of it, it's it's all in your your ballpark. I want to concentrate on the actors and the performance. That that's what I enjoy. 
because again, if I, if I wrote it, these are my words, this, and I want to work with the actors on this is how it's supposed to say. This is what this character would say. This is what he would do. So I really enjoy working with the actors. I love I love talking to to them. I love seeing how they they come up with the performance and what they're thinking. As far as setting up the shots and the look, I'm that's something I have limitations on. That's why I was lucky to have Corey for this one. I told him, listen, you you this is your job. You know how what to do. You set that up. I will, I will take a backseat to you on what, what you're thinking. Uh, let me handle the performances, and we'll be good. And, and that's what I enjoy, the dealing with the eye. I love working with actors. They're, they're talented. Just the fact that these people would, would, would take on such a hard job like acting, which is, I'm amazed with what these people do. Um, it's just fun to work with them and pick their brain, and that, that's, that's the enjoyment I get out of directing is dealing with the actors. Um, Visually, I don't think I'm very good, uh, and that's why uh, that's why the crew I had was uh, was uh, a huge part of this because they they're so good and they know what to do and they would jump in and what about this? What about this? And I'm like, hey, you guys you guys know what you're doing. You 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 have um, you have complete say and you can t- you can take over in that. Let me concentrate on the actors. So that that's what I find what I like about directing. That's why I say I'm more protector than director because it's it's my words and the actors and how they say it and uh, let the uh, let the visual people do their thing. Uh, that's very cool. I mean, film is so collaborative. When you find good people to rely on, you know, I, I think you know you're really blessed. And and I feel the same way. I mean, there's so much about movie making that I don't know. You know, obviously more than I could ever know. And people have their talents and their abilities. To be able to work with anyone who's who's talented, a cinematographer, an editor, a writer, a sound designer, you know, an actor. You know, anyone on the crew is to me just a total trip. It's 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 incredible, and there are you know grips no more about their line of business than I could ever, and gaffers no more about their you know. So having those resources, I, so I somebody always says if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> it's how I live my it's how I live my life. You know, I want to be surrounded by all the smart people. So um, that's, that's exactly cool. how this how this movie went. I, I even said at the end of the thing, I said there there's probably ten people in this room more qualified to direct this film than me, and I was lucky enough to have them all jumping in and, and doing their thing. But it was it was like what what a, what a talented group, and they're all going to go on to to bigger stuff. But um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't want to be smart. If I'm the smartest person in the room, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> in my case, it's always a problem. Uh, but, <laughs> But you knew that already. I'm going to share with you a, a, a story. I'm going to go roundabout way. I'm sitting in Norms with Chris Mulkey um, last early summer or something, and he says, hey, I think I got this movie in, in, in Milwaukee. And I'm like, really? When? You know, he's like, oh, and, you know, like later in the summer. I'm like, wow, how trippy. I'd love to have you, you know, in Milwaukee and, and, uh, and uh, be able to host you there while you're making this movie. So, you know. The movie comes and goes. He's here, you know, for a month. I'm here for two weeks of that, and then I'm back in Los Angeles. And and then I'm uh, doing something, and and the next thing I know, Chris is saying, we're talking. He says, I'm going to New Jersey to shoot a movie. And then you, you somewhere down the line, you said, hey, I've got Chris Mulkey in my movie. I'm like, oh, my God, what a tiny world this is. And, and I thought, how cool is that? And then I'm on Facebook one day. With a guy who was, he worked for a few days on, on a film that, that I, I'm still in the post-production on now, Serum, here in Milwaukee. And I, I on Facebook, he's like, yeah, I'm working here in New Jersey. And it was Ryan. And so give a shout out yeah, to Ryan. Yeah. 
you know, and I'm like, how did Ryan, how did you end up in New Jersey, you know, on, on Jersey Devil? And, um, and so, but he apparently, he's moved to New York from Milwaukee, and then somehow, I, I don't know how he ended up on your movie, other than I know that he ended up on it. Yeah, he he uh, he came from uh, that um, the Michael and Yarl group, I, I believe. They they came in, they brought most of the crew in, and and he came to me up on one set. He goes, "You know Rex?" I'm like, "Yeah, we me and Rex hung out in L.A. Uh, a bit. I know Rex for a couple of years now." He was like, "Yeah, I'm, I know I'm working on the movie with them." I'm like, "Oh, this is exactly what you said. Small world. Like he's from Milwaukee, and here he is in Jersey City, <laughs> working right, on our right. film. But uh, it's a small business. I mean, every a lot of people know each other, so it's uh, don't burn bridges, which I've uh, I don't listen to sometimes, but uh, I do recommend. <laughs> no, but it's an excellent point, and I'm glad that you mentioned it. I mean, you know, when when I was young in Hollywood, they always said, you know, you know, don't burn bridges because on your way up, you know, you'll pass them on your way down. I mean, there were all these aphorisms for why you shouldn't do it. But it truly is a small business, and, and the fact now, I mean, it, you know, globally it's smaller than ever in many ways. And, um, um, you know, so... I'm a huge, huge proponent of trying to treat everybody with respect and, and acknowledge them and, and let them do their jobs and, and don't interfere. And that that's true, too, about people who, you know, for, especially for uh, directors, you know, a lot of people try and direct the movie that you're directing, whether it's the cinematographer or the editor or producers or sometimes the actors, you know. And, I mean, it's learning that art of negotiation and balance and it's learning um, pecking order and, and protocol and, 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 and who – is supposed to listen to who and, and you know where do you take your orders from kind of thing. Um, so I always think of it like the military. You know, you're your top dog in the military. You're top dog on the set. You're the director. Doesn't mean you know everything, and you rely on all of your resources because no nobody top dog in the military, you know, does anything by themselves. Exactly. You take all you take all the information you have, and then and the smart people, and then you just make a decision based on. All, all the, all the information you have from these, these talented people. That, that's what I did. My, my big thing before the movie, I told everybody, this movie, writers write, directors direct, actors act, shooters shoot. Everybody has their job. If they don't try to do three other jobs, we'll be fine. And, and that's, that's exactly what happened. Everybody knew, knew their role, did it well, and uh, nobody tried to, tried to jump in, and tell actors this is how they should do it, or. What about if we change this line? So it, it definitely works easier when everybody has their role, concentrates on that, and uh, it's such a smooth, smooth set when when that happens, and that's what happened here. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, it, 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 just because it's collaborative doesn't mean there isn't a pecking order, which a lot of us know, and then and then some people don't. So, you know, or, or that there aren't protocols or etiquette. Um, so, but that's really cool. I mean, that, that is that's so very cool. Now. Um, I want to come back to the you know writing with you and your brother and also but but now you're directing you what's it like to direct a movie you wrote versus um, not directing one that you wrote in other words you got two two scripts that you wrote and you directed one and somebody else directed the other one that that is very very hard for me. Um, because we have um we wrote two uh the horror movies um that um we worked with uh, Keith Collins uh, who was on Stuck in Med on Stuck in the Middle great actor and we've been collaborating um ever since so he had this idea for um for a one horror movie and he wanted me to write it wanted me and Billy to write it so I was like okay we've never written anybody else's idea let's let's try that so we had it and we thought we did pretty good the first shot at horror we had it 
But then there were a lot of lot of changes. Director made a lot of script changes, and it took the movie in a, in a definitely different direction than we wanted. And it was like to a point where now you feel like oh, this isn't exactly my thing anymore. And that that's that's what gets to me a little bit. Like you, you wrote this, you know what? Uh, again, while well, you know where the characters are going, why they're doing these things, and then someone who didn't have the idea is trying to change it. It, it definitely. Um, Definitely is not the film you want, and and as as a creative person, it it it, it drives you nuts, and uh, that that was the toughest part. That's why with the comedies, I think I'm I'm closer to. I think I'm good at. That's why I want. I like to direct them, especially if it's not not a hard shoot and it's mostly people talking. So so having other somebody else kind of take your your idea and then put their own little twist on it hasn't worked out well for me uh, yet. <laughs> Wow. Uh, I've got, I'm going to come back. I'm going to ask a couple of questions out of the chat room here or a comment. Um, the first one, I'm going to let you guess who said this. says, is it true that the Diamond Jesus has his own T-shirt? That, that is true. Diamond, Diamond Jesus comes from Stuck in the Middle. And um, in the movie, uh, Jesus has a merchandising business. And one of the things he sells is a um, Diamond Jesus T-shirt. Um, my goal was that the movie was going to blow up and we were going to have this huge George Lucas-like merchandise deal, which really didn't happen. But I do have a few of the T-shirts, and they're pretty funny. And, uh, and uh, Diamond Jesus was actually something that I've been drawing just as a doodle since third grade, and I thought it would be funny to throw it. Hey, I gotta, I'm making a movie. Let me throw all these stupid things I did as a kid in there, and, and we made a T-shirt out of it. And we actually had one of the uh, actors, Charles Goonan, uh, wear it in Jersey Devil, so give a little nod to that movie. But yes, um, Diamond Jesus is a is a T-shirt. <laughs> All right, there you go. Um, and then somebody, <laughs> this is actually a comment, and I don't know who it's from. Oh, it's from Scott, who says um, Joe had better write something soon. People, myself included, are fiending to work with him again. So Scott Garcia, my my AD, who was. Um, uh, in, uh, incredible. Uh, I don't want to give him too many accolades to go to his head, but he was terrific. He was my, he was my right hand man on this film, and um, Scott, who is obviously listening, we almost have the script done, and there's a lot of fighting and explosions, so you're gonna have a field day on the, on the next one. <laughs> Scott Scott was yeah. great. Scott Scott's a, an ex cop who um, who's in a, the AD on this, and also really really great with. Um, uh, special effects and uh, stunts and stuff. So we didn't have a lot of that on it, but when when it came up, it was great to have him here and Scott do this to show how to throw a punch, show this guy how to take a fall. So Scott was terrific, and just just keeping everybody in line as the AD. Scott Scott was great. Well, that's very cool. And Scott comments that 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 is outstanding. Yeah, yeah. I, I told him, I said, yeah, the next one's an action film with his fights, there's guns, and he was like, let's let's do it now. <laughs> so he's ready to go. And, and uh, him and, and most of the crew I can't, uh, actually all of the crew I can't uh, wait to work with again. Well, that's very cool. And he, and he points out that you didn't burn City Hall down either. So well, all good things. <laughs> that, 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 that was on him. <laughs> if it went down, it was on him. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, so what... If you had to do it all over again, because we were talking about doing things differently from the first to the second movie, if you had to do Jersey Devil all over again, what mistakes would you not make on the third movie? Or what things would you take from 
um, that you corrected from first to second that you would take with you into making this next movie? I definitely would uh, set the schedule up a little better. I, I tried to jam a lot in um, in a short time period. So I definitely would like to spread it out, especially if, if the action one is next. We're definitely going to need more time. Um, definitely uh, anything, I'll have somebody like the group that came on board that helped me out tremendously came on after I had started with, with SAG and, and doing a lot of pre-production. Having these guys on board from the beginning will be, um, will be a lot easier a lot of people doing their job earlier and not just coming in late and, and trying to catch up. So it'll be um, the third one. I think is going to be even uh, even better because everybody will be together. We've worked, we'll have one under our belt, and uh, everyone will have their job. And I think it's uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to getting these guys back and uh, and doing it again. Well, it's cool. I mean, it sounds like a lot of what you're talking about is really truly just spending more quality time in pre-production. Exactly, exactly. This this one I, I had in pre-production for a while, but I went into this one thinking, okay, I'll do it just like stuck in the middle. I'll have my small crew. We'll we'll we'll, we'll put a little bit more money into it. We'll get some investors. But w- it would have turned out to be a a good movie that way. But it turned out to be a great movie, something special with uh, with everybody else in it. And then I'm definitely glad because it'll take us to that next level. And and these guys are all a part of it. Oh, that's very exciting. Do you have a, a time frame for when you are hoping to uh, get to that point where you'd be pre-producing the next movie? Well, uh, my plan, uh, we have to get, got to get together with Billy and, and, and the producers. Um, would love to shoot in September or October. Uh, I know if I go later than that, everyone will kill me because we shot this one in February <laughs> in the middle of the eight snowstorms we had. <laughs> Oh, so, yeah, um, right. That's true. Everybody true. was a little like, well, who, whose idea was it to shoot in February? <laughs> so I've shot, in, I've shot three now, I think, in February uh, in Jersey, which uh, you think I'd learned. That's the mistake I, <laughs> I continue to make. So I'm hoping uh, we can start uh, getting everybody together, start doing pre-production, and hopefully shoot by the fall of this year. That, that's the goal because um, with everybody in place, uh, we, should be, uh, we should be ready uh, soon to start, uh, start planning. Oh, that's exciting! That's exciting. Did, did I should just want to ask? Did you have any problems with the snowstorms? Did they? Did they? Did the uh, weather uh, rain on your parade? It actually Some didn't. Like we uh, we shot. Um, one of the great things was there's um, our producers have a hotel in Jersey City. I believe it's um, NYJC Hotel. I uh, hope I got that right. Uh, and they put a lot of the cast and crew up for most of the shoot. And then one day we had um, we had the blizzard. We had a um, uh, about ten inches of snow, and we were sh- we everybody got there for that day. It was a struggle. We got there. We got the day shot, and then we were scheduled to work the next day. But we decided to just give them a day off because they had worked a bunch of days in a row and they went through the snowstorm. Um, but the snow didn't affect. We we would have shot that day if if um, if everybody wasn't just beat up a little bit. But we went through it. Everybody got there, and uh, it was. Uh, uh, we got it done. The snow, snow was tough, but we got we got through it. Didn't uh, didn't stop us in any way. Uh, that's very cool. Um, so let me go back to to the writing process. Do you have any tips or suggestions for writing one solo and then two in a collaborative form? You know, because uh, writers do both. My process is um, I'm not I'm not big on outlines or treatments or anything. My, if I get in front of a computer, 
I just start writing. I have the idea in my head, and then I just started writing dialogues. Like these are the, these are the conversations. This is what's going to happen. And I just try to get the whole story out, out, get 80, 90 pages. Here's the whole story. It'll be terrible, but at least I'll have the story there, and then I can go back and edit on my own and, and say, okay, this, this should be here, this should be there. But my main, my main thing is just to write. Write the story out. Don't worry about if it's good on the first we'll go through. Just get some semblance of a story and some lines and some dialogue. And then you can go back and just um, just tear it apart and do it better. But that that's the way I work. I don't like to I don't like to do an outline and say this is going to be here, it's going to be here. I just write it, and then the, the editing process is is um, takes longer than the actual writing of the script. Collaborate uh, to collaborate. Uh, work with somebody you uh, you can get along with who has the same ideas you have, and you you know that um, if you get stuck, they can jump in and. Um, and just take it to the next level. Same thing, um, vice versa. It's, it's that's what's great about my brother. We've obviously grow, grew up, have the same interests. Uh, we think the same things are funny. We think the same stories are intriguing. And it's 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 definitely easy to write when you're um, basically the same, have the same personality. And I think that that's definitely key. I, I think if I had to write with someone who was completely opposite, I think the clashing would be would be too much, and we'd never never get along. So. Just write write with somebody that you have the same uh, same ideas, same kind of um, uh, interest, and that that's what works well with me and my, with me and Billy. I would think that I mean my biggest challenge is writing dialogue. You know, I can I can see a story unfold and everything else, but I I am always challenged with dialogue. And it was interesting to hear you say, you know, I, I try and write all the dialogue and get the story going, and I and I you know my my resistance which i should say in the past my resistance has been um is is like writing a play i have friends who are playwrights you know and, and you know people further you know a half hour an hour 90 minutes you know worth of story by dialogue alone and to me you know these people converse and to me that seems like for, for myself was something that was so insurmountable it's interesting to hear you you say i mean i'm intrigued I, I write out the dialogue and get the story going. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, one of my strongest suits is the dialogue. I think uh, both Stuck in the Middle and Jersey Devil are heavy dialogue. Not a lot of action, not a lot of um, uh, gimmicks. It's it's the whole movie is the dialogue, back and forth, that quick kind of um, talking. Um, and that's what I think I'm good. Just is it's just conversations that I've had with friends and that I um, exaggerate on a bit. I just take stuff from. I keep everything in my head. I got to a really good memory, and, and any time I'm with somebody who, who says something funny, I just like keep that in the back of my head. Like That would be funny in a movie. That would be a great line in a movie, and, and that's what I've done with both movies, just uh, just, in, just from my friends and, and conversations we had. I'm like, oh, this we can make a movie out of just these conversations, and that's what it, what it comes. I mean, some of the actors get annoyed when they have these uh, page um, uh, monologue they have to do because I get real, <laughs> real in love with my words, but... Um, it's uh, it's worked out it's worked out well it's got it's it's um, the people I've worked with before really really got it this time they knew they knew what to expect from me and, and were even better than the first film uh, getting getting my stuff down. How do you deal with you know the the notion show them don't tell them with dialogue I mean uh, the reason why I ask is I read a lot of scripts and some scripts. Um, they convey an awful lot, you know, through a line. You know, it's a subtext or something that they've conveyed in the writing, versus the person who furthers the entire story through exposition. 
you know, um, and I don't know if I can give you a really good example of, of what I'm saying, but some people, instead of showing you what Joe did, they t- I'm sorry, Joe, <laughs> I used Joe's example. Instead of showing you what the, what the, the person did, they, they tell you what the person, you know, Bob and Sue are saying, well, what, what he did was this. When they wouldn't have needed to say it, they could have shown it. But am I being clear in my in my question yeah, yeah, here? Totally, totally. And, that, and that's tough. I mean, a lot of a lot of the dialogue t- tells the story, and they'll explain it. But you don't want to get to a point where, oh yeah, this actor is now telling me what's going to happen or, or why they're doing this thing. There's definitely a, definitely a fine line, uh, especially with the two movies we did that were heavy on the dialogue, and they they had to do the explanation. But I, I, I like what I think worked out well is that the actors, by not saying words, sometimes showed that if, if two characters were going to fall fall in love, you can see it coming without without having to beat them over the head with dialogue. But that, that I, I do hear what you're saying, and I do fall into that sometimes where the actor now is explaining the story to you, and I, I try not to do that as as we go on because it's like, Basically, to me, that's telling you your, your audience is stupid and we have to explain it to you. And that, that's why I hate like narration, too. Okay, I'm an idiot. I can't follow the movie. I need a narrator <laughs> to tell me. And I, I, don't, I don't like that. But, uh, but you're right. It, it's tough to do, especially when um, there's not a lot of action in, in, in the films we're doing. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm just so enamored with the notion I'm going to sit down and write the dialogue to, 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 to get the script going, as opposed to saying, you know, a car driving down the highway. Um, that's, so that's something I, I want to explore. We have literally about five minutes left, and I wanted to, you know, give you kind of the last five minutes. By the way, I'd love to have you back on the show um, sometime in the near future. Great, I'd love to. This this flew by. Rex, this was great. Uh, uh, I like talking to you. I'd love to love to get together again and and, and possibly uh, work together because uh, I know you got a lot of stuff going on too. So we'll uh, we can work out a schedule one day. Well, and we, you know, it'd be great. And you know, we kind of met that way over a screenplay that that has yet to be. I don't know if you're developing it or not, but I mean, I I was intrigued by the screenplay and then um, went back and forth a little bit for a while. So that was that's all very exciting. And, and that's we, the one we're talking it, about for the fall. That that the one that you oh, know about really? is the one where really the, yeah we're we're pretty close on that one. We're getting everything together, and if all the pieces fall right, that that's the next one. Oh, now see this is this is some light bulbs going off because I know we had talked about <laughs> principal role and things like that at one time. And uh, I think in terms of casting, maybe we did that when we were at the show. I don't know when when we would have done that, but anyway, no, that's off. Well, that's that's exciting. That's very exciting. Yeah, that, that's we've we've wanted to do that. I mean, you you you've known about it for a while, but that we've wanted yeah. we've held it because we wanted to do it right. We wanted to get the money. We didn't want to do it on the cheap. And I think we're um we're close to getting what we think we need to uh to do it right. And um that's what we're really excited about because this is this is the one we've been in love with for a while. This is Billy's idea, and uh, it's just a lot bigger than than the stuff we've done. So. Uh, we're hoping, we're hoping, and uh, and you'll be, uh, you, I'll let you, I'll keep you informed on, on how it goes. Well, and well, then I'll just, I'll just say, if there's any way I can help in bringing that about too, let me know because th- that was, uh, I've been, I've thought about this now for years. <laughs> so have we, so have we. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. You, you longer than me, but I've, I've, I've in the, it, uh, both in the forefront and back of my head, I've thought about this for years. 
And I think I think we did talk casting at one point. I, I, I even I was going to take it to a friend of mine regarding it, and I, I yes, yes, I yes, held yes. Off. Yeah. All right. Well, that's yeah. yeah well, we okay. A few people, yeah. Yeah. And that, now I think the light bulbs go off with some some other things here. So that's I think I think if I'm thinking right, the casting choice is cool. Very cool. Anyway, um, we've got about five minutes. And I and I and I wanted to ask you, you know, to just kind of if there's if you wanted to sum up or wrap up or anything that you wanted to talk about that was of importance to you that you wanted to share with us. And again, I encourage people to go to um, your website, which is um, the uh, DiamondJesusProductions.com. DiamondJesusProductions.com is your website, and then the Facebook page is, is the Jersey Devil Movie. Uh, it's a friend or fan page on Facebook and uh, people can can uh, and check out more there. So uh, Yeah, that's so, uh, facebook.com slash Jersey Devil Movie. That's where you can find all the stuff uh, that's happening as we uh, get ready to get that thing out there. Very cool. Very, very cool. And uh, before anybody leaves the chat room, be sure to leave comments at the uh, at the window or if you're listening live or archived, uh, you can still leave comments at the comment window right there on Blog Talk Radio. So Joe, Go ahead. Um, any any last thoughts for uh, our listeners here that you want? To- uh, but my my thing would be to um, if you if you have something you want you want to do, uh, don't wait around. Don't think that you're going to get it sold. Don't uh, wait for someone to come along and help you. You gotta you gotta do it. Um, you gotta do it yourself. That's what we did with Stuck in the Middle. Uh, I had the script that sat around. It wasn't going anywhere. Would have never got made. And we just uh, you just hook up with. Um, with some good people, friends, uh, anybody who's interested who can help you out, get, get them on board. Because people want to make movies. That, that's what I've found out over these. I've had, like I said, friends from grammar school who jumped on board who were excited about being a part of this. Work with, work with friends, get to know people, network, and make the stuff yourself because that's the only way it's going to get out there because uh, nobody's going to come to your door. And that, that's what we did with Stuck. And Stuck has been great in leading us to Jersey Devil and bigger to the next one and hopefully to the next one. That that's that's what we're doing. That's been the plan and, and so far it's working. So um just 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 do it. Everybody's got an idea. Write it down, take the time, uh be passionate about it and uh, and do it 'cause because uh, it can be done. It can be done. Some people have uh Kevin Smith made a twenty thousand dollar movie into a to a twenty year career, so um so it's possible. Absolutely. I, I think that's excellent, excellent uh, advice, and uh, I concur. I agree. Uh, you know, very well put. I really appreciate having you here, Joe, and I wish we were closer together or we could meet at the Chateau again or somewhere, but uh, <laughs> uh, we we will do that again sometime soon. And meanwhile, good luck. Oh, you're in post, so good luck with post on the Jersey Devil and uh, and, and all that you're doing. And you and I will be in touch, and we'll let the listeners know when you're coming back. And uh, and thanks for, for everything today. Thank you for having me, Rex. This was great. I really appreciate you, you giving me the time. And uh, and definitely, yeah, let's get together when uh, East Coast or West Coast, whenever. We'll uh, we'll meet up again. But uh, thank you. We'll, thank you so much. We will. And, uh, and best to Billy. And uh, I want to say thanks to Scott and Marcella and uh, Charles in the chat room and all the nameless people in the chat room who I – They appear as numbers. I don't know who they are. Thanks for joining us today. All right, I'm going to let you go, and uh, and then we will be in touch. I'll call you in just a couple moments, and um, and have a fabulous day. And best wishes on in all things. Thanks, Rex. Take care. Talk to you soon. All All right. Bye.
Again, Mr. Joe Peptone, he is a, uh, a writer, director, uh, producer. He wears many different hats, uh, a fascinating guest, and I really appreciate him being here today and sharing his insights from uh, the movies that he has uh, both produced, written, produced, and directed, and the career path that he is on, as well as uh, writing about series. And um, we didn't talk too much about his work in television, but... Uh, uh, as a supervising producer, but we should come back and talk to him about that sometime soon. But I want to thank him, and I want to thank you, the listeners, as well as the readers of Movie Beat. And I've got many more exciting guests coming up in the near future. My first guest uh, will be Art Hindle, actor. You, you will recognize him for sure. Stay tuned, and, and be sure to keep sharing this website and all these interviews with your friends and contacts, both near and far. Always leave comments whenever you listen. That helps us out a great deal. You can visit Joe on uh, Facebook at Jersey Devil Movie Page and uh, on his website, the Diamond uh, Jesus uh, website. Uh, be sure that you, DiamondJesusProductions.com. But you can also follow me on Twitter, Rex Sykes Movie BT. Rex Sykes Movie BT, the last word is abbreviated. Please do follow. And uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook at Rex Sykes Movie Beat Friends. And that's uh, the whole word spelled out, B-E-A-T, Rex Sykes Movie Beat Friends on Facebook as a friends page. And there, there are a lot of articles and there are upcoming information about the interviews. My website has been under development for so many years now. I have a web developer who has disappeared. <laughs> I need to finish my website and get everything up. I've not put a lot of written content on the website because he was transferring content over and until that job was done I didn't want to add to the problem. So much of what I put on, I put on Rex Ike's Movie Beat friends on Facebook. Lots of articles, lots of discussions, lots of talk, lots of things, and be sure to use it. It's, a, it's a, that and this site, rexsykes.com, I believe is an incredible resource, and all of it is for you, absolutely free. So please make use of it and, uh, and visit us often and come back again and again. All right, everybody, I appreciate you joining us, and I want you to have uh, a fabulous day. So make your movies and complete your projects. And until we meet the next time, that is a wrap.